and welcome to All Out Brawl, an MTG podcast about the brawl format, brought to you by two people who, you know, just really love the format, and we don't want to see it die, so we're we're working to make sure that it stays alive, we're giving it some CPR, you know? <laughs> anyway, I'm Sam. You, I'm Chris. What were you saying? I was, I, you need to sound a little bit more enthusiastic about that. Well, I mean, it's just hard right now because we're in the slump. We're in the yeah, that's fair. We're in this month-long slump that is. We're we're almost to Guilds of Ravnica. At least, just even even just spoilers. I just I need something to hold yeah, hold on to. But I'm excited for spoiler season to start soon. But is the, what is the longest? Like, is this the longest stretch between releases, or is this how long they normally are? Um, let's see. I think. The winter set usually releases at the end of January, right? Yeah, so I guess that's October, like three months. So they're all about the same length. Yeah, I think especially now that they're going to this like single block format, um, it'll also kind of be that way. But I think it'll be more interesting when we have like this first rotation over, like so that we we know kind of how it how it's gonna feel now. Um, yeah. But speaking of, today is episode 17, um, and it's been lovingly titled, So You're Worried About Rotation, um, which is a big, big topic in our format. Um, as as listeners probably already know, but if you don't, let me just fill you in. Um, Brawl uses the same card pool as Standard, um, and the whole gimmick kind of of Standard is that it is... A set that uses, or not a set, it's a format that uses the most recent Magic the Gathering sets. Um, and one of the things that it does is that it rotates every year. Now, at this point, and we'll jump into the details in a minute or two. Um, but essentially, in order to keep things fresh, you know, um, to kind of give new decks a strat or give give new strategies a chance to give the new cards a spotlight in order for people to you know play the game the way that richard garfield intended which is not necessarily dredging up every single card that's ever been printed so (laughs) yeah and we'll be rotating out of the current standard in just over a month about five weeks from now um and we will have i know pre-release is actually around a month after this episode will go live so it's pretty it's getting pretty close yeah and the the obviously one of the nice things about um we're just talking about you know the release schedule we have these kind of like month like three months long periods between blocks but one of the nice things is that with uh pre-release being about a month away or spoilers are coming and spoilers are a great time for us to start getting excited about new decks that we can build um cards we can add to decks we already have you know the the dealio cards that are going to fill in gaps that other cards that we're leaving can kind of replace hopefully or you know take you in a new direction who knows yeah we'll, exactly we'll talk about that but so yeah so technically rotation will happen on the release weekend of guilds of ravnica um that's how standard works all the all the cards that are in the newest set become standard legal during uh, on release day which is the friday or saturday it's the saturday i think but yeah um, i guess yeah if your store does like maybe weekly brawl tournaments please start doing this stores um <laughs> the cards you get at pre-release and the cards you open in those booster boxes you get pre-release weekend 
won't technically be legal in those tournaments until the next Friday. Yeah. But I know in like when we do pre-release, the next we always play Commander every week, Commander and Brawl. So the cards we get at those pre-releases, we always like add to our decks before they're technically legal. So yeah, just want to throw that out there. Yeah, and again, you know, most playgroups probably won't mind. You, your store probably won't have a Brawl event in between pre-release and release anyway. So like. Shh. Yeah, so, I mean, but it's just something to keep in mind, especially, like, it's it's true for us, it's true for standard players, you technically can't use any of the cards you get at pre-release for, you know, sanctioned events until release actually happens, um, but, uh, so, yeah, so that's when it's going to happen, um, and when it does, so, this gets kind of weird, because, so... People who have been playing Magic for more than three or four years will know that there have been a lot of changes to the way that Magic for- has been, f- the sets have been formatted. Um, kind of originally, and even that's kind of generous because originally it was like some random sets every now and again, but they fell into a pattern where they would have three sets per block. So they'd have a big original set. Um, that would be like uh, like the first set of a block and then two supplementary sets that would kind of fill in the b- gaps of that block or, you know, fill it in. So that's so you yeah. can kind of think of Return to Ravnica and then there was like Gate Crash and Dragon's Maze, right? Yeah. And then you have um, Cons of Tarkir and then you have well, the two. Actually, well, actually, that one's a little different. So is it? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so Return to Ravnica is a great example. Another one is like champions of kamigawa had betrayers of kamigawa and saviors of kamigawa and those were both smaller sets that came after cons is where things started to shake up a little oh, bit. okay because so the way that cons worked is that cons had an original big block it was cons of tarkir then it had a small supplementary block fate reforged but then they did another larger block that was dragons of tarkir and what makes that different is that like kind of different is that um when you were drafting, you would actually... So you, during cons, you would do three cons. During cons and Fate Reforged, you do two cons and a Fate Reforged, I think. Some, you do a mixture of cons and Fate Reforged. Then when dragons came out, they actually did a mixture of dragons and Fate Reforged. Cons wasn't in it at all. Oh, for drafting. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I just was thinking that you... Since there were three in that right, well, um, yeah. setting it... But yeah, you're right. It was different. And it's also interesting because more recently, the draft sets have been pretty... Um, they're trying to keep them a little bit smaller in terms of packs, right? Or I guess less Less diverse. diversity. Yeah, because... So that's so then from the cons, then we move to what is now known as the two-set block structure. So um, with those, we had things like... Uh, Battle for Zendikar and Oath of the Gatewatch, Shadows over Innistrad and Eldritch Moon. More recently, Kaladesh and Aether Revolt, Amonkhet and Hour of Devastation, Ixalan and Rivals of Ixalan. And so all of those were very similar to the three, except it was essentially you'd have one big set, one big block, and then the second one would be smaller and more supplementary. And like you're saying, it it meant it meant that as opposed to say return to ravnica where you when you drafted return to ravnica at the end of the block you would have one return to ravnica one gate crash and one dragon's maze um then it moved to instead we had two eldritch moon and one shadows or we had two of one and one of the other yeah and i personally do not like drafting sets that have more than one type of pack i it's so it's so weird having to like, I only have one pack of this, but I really need this one card <laughs> from that set to make the deck I'm building. 
yep um kind of function i've really liked like dominaria was very fun to draft because it was just so cohesive and together and it was just one thing yeah and so that's that's the evolution to where we are now which is even even with the two block set we still had that same kind of thing where it was like well it's still hard to draft because you know like ixalan was very slanted towards certain tribes and then explorers of ixalan or sorry rivals of ixalan my bad, Explorers is the board game. Uh, Rivals of Ixalan kind of shifted the draft format, but we still had a pack of Ixalan in there. Um, and so they moved to a single block format, which is now Dominaria was in the spring, Core 2019 is in the summer. And they've actually, yeah, yeah well, go for it. And it's so strange to me that, like, we have M19 on cards now, but we skipped, like, M18 and M17, I think. Yeah, well, or... yeah, I think the last core set was M15. Yeah, um, so yeah, just suddenly in there again with those M sets. But I mean, core sets are good for what they are. I think they're great introductory products for new players. So yeah, and um, the nice thing now too is, especially for Brawl, one of the nice things is now we have kind of a guaranteed source of specific reprints, namely really the dual lands, the dual tap lands, which aren't necessarily like the best cards but for brawl we don't really have a lot of other choices most of the time so it's nice to have those at least available all the time um which they were kind of doing with planeswalker decks but now we just have a nicer like more easily accessible source so while we're on the discussion of when exactly does rotation happen i think it would be good to also discuss how often are our brawl decks going to be rotating like yeah. even after this rotation sure yeah so essentially so to kind of expand on this this october what's rotating out is kaladesh and ether revolt and amonkhet and hour of devastation because with this single block format there the problem is with the two block format they originally tried to make standard so it would rotate twice a year which is untenable because effectively the they're kind of their their idea for the best standard right now is they want the four old or the four newest sets um, and then also the four sets that came before that. And the way that they were going to do it was they were going to have every, essentially every other like two set block that came out, you would lose half of the blocks. <laughs> you'd, lose, you'd lose half of standard. So that was a little untenable. So they've switched it to be now every fall, the oldest four sets rotate out of standard. So you go from four, five, six, seven, eight, eight back to five six seven eight back to five sort of mm-hmm. yeah exactly so and especially part of the thing about now that's kind of funky is that we're losing four like we're losing four sets but they're the pairings of two um which makes it a little i don't know it's it's going to be different in the future right because yeah because we're going to be losing four full blocks rather than and like we're getting we're getting um guilds of ravnica but then we're getting a whole new set but it's still set in ravnica right yes yeah so what's coming this year is this fall we have a ravnica set which is guilds of ravnica next winter we have another ravnica set which i think they announced the name of but i don't remember and then in the uh spring of next year we have another ravnica set that they haven't announced the name for they just told us it's on ravnica and the thing about it is that unlike other three block ravnica sets or three set well yeah, 
unlike in the past when we've had three different sets on Ravnica, these are all independent and like standalone sets is how they are standalone blocks is how they're presenting them. So um, effectively, and I know, yeah, I'll go for it. I know a lot of people are excited about returning to Ravnica again. Um, and I actually, so I started playing just after that Ravnica or return to Ravnica came out. So I'm excited to like actually be playing when these new, um, cards start coming out. Yeah. Oh, no, it's going to be great. Ravnica is maybe the best plane that Magic does. Um, except Dominaria was very good, but I, I love Ravnica. Ravnica original came out when I was starting to play. So, like, I, yeah. I do think Dominaria was a great place for Brawl to start. Yes. But I, I'm hoping, uh, Ravnica's kind of, kind of like revitalized the format. Yeah. And I think, unfortunately, I don't think we're going to see more uncommon legendaries. Um, but I think we will see some really fun and like guild centric legendaries, which will get people really hyped, um, because people love the guilds. So anyway, so that's, so what's rotating out? Kaladesh, Neetherbolt, Amonkhet, and Hour of Devastation. Um, next fall, you know, we'll lose Ixalan, Rivals of Ixalan, Dominaria, and Core 2019. So that's kind of like what the future looks like. Um, but, and yeah, go for it. It's really, it's really neat to have these. Um, card pools that are so small because then you kind of everything just feels a little bit tighter Mm -hmm. i guess you're not drawing cards from eight different sets you're going to be drawing cards from five sets so you're going to notice probably seeing a lot of the same cards but also probably decks that feel more cohesive because you have less cards to pull from well and We've talked about it before, but one of the really nice things about Brawl is that we don't have a like list of cards that go into every deck. We don't have our soul rings. We don't have our command towers. We don't have like a standard list because everything changes, unlike what I was like, I mean, except for like the tap lands, which are gonna be in core sets. Um but so that's kind of the idea is now you know, we're we're going to be able to build some new strategies based on what's coming out as opposed to kind of refining the ones we already had but we'll 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 talk about that a little bit more yeah yeah i just on that note like whenever you you have all these i have like 10 commander decks right now Mm -hmm. i get excited about the new sets as they come out but then comes the task of oh i like this card i could put it in this (laughs) deck what the heck do i take out for it though yeah like you just essentially you're oversaturated of the all these good cards that could possibly go in your deck and you kind of have to decide which card is best whereas in you don't really need to make those choices as much i think in brawl especially when you're gonna have a smaller card pool yeah and part of it too part of the reasons one of the reasons i really like brawl is because it let me do things that i wouldn't necessarily do in commander because i don't want to devote you know another like all my copies of soul ring or another lightning greaves or another whatever like i just don't have the resources to build all of those commander decks and so it was really exciting to get to use some of this draft chaff and other stuff and we've talked about that in the past so let's move on to the next little piece we have here which is what strategies are going to get hits the worst with this rotation so i think the big one everybody's going to know right off the bat is that first like the oldest set that's currently in standard is kaladesh and kaladesh is well known for its artifacts Mm -hmm. so we're losing big show-stopping cards like paradox engine um and then all the vehicles that are really good uh some planeswalkers like chandra and sahili Mm -hmm. but i think the big thing we're losing from that block is the artifacts that 
I think a lot of people are playing. Yeah, I mean, so just personally, I have an artifact deck, and like, unfortunately, there are just a couple cards that are just really good. There's the, um, I think it's Foundry Inspector is the one that makes your artifacts cheaper. That is so good, and especially for things like Joyra. That it's just kind of like the Storm Eggs deck. And like if you can make your artifacts cheaper, then whoa, of course. And of course, there's a ton of other artifacts from that set that are just cheap little things that you can throw on the field, draw a card. Throw on the field, draw a card. And I th- The nice yeah. thing, I mean, we're going to talk about this later, but the nice thing is cards like that do get replaced by other cards. Like we have Joyer's Familiar in Standard right now mm-hmm. that's still going to be there. So you're still going to get that artifact cost reduction. Yeah, and I mean... Obviously, it's not as good as if you had both of them, but it's still yes. pretty good. And um, I think another thing, too, is, like, I don't know. It's effectively, like you said, we're going to talk about it later. I'm just going to hold that, actually. So, artifacts, obviously, those strategies are going to get hit. That's going to be, like, Joyra and Rona. Obviously, any of the ones from Kaladesh and Aether Revolt, those, those brawlers... I mean, you might be able to find a replacement in some of the newer stuff, but unfortunately, but, like we've said, it doesn't look like there's a big artifacts theme in Ravnica. So we're also losing some of like the staples, like Padim, and yeah, um, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. But well, I, Padim um, Ovaya is a really popular mono green. Uh, um, she's not artifacts, is she? Though well, she makes servos and she makes constructs. Oh, that's true. So, like, I mean, I don't know if she's really artifact heavy, but she is definitely like a yeah. But um, and then you know, like we have Karizev is not artifacts either, but she is a very popular aggro brawler. Um, yeah. So let's move on to the next strategy. I I put down um, mostly because I have a Tatiova deck. Um, land centric stat- strategies are going to have a couple holes now, um, mostly because the deserts were a very good, reliable source of land sack and also you know like value um, because you could tutor them up, you could um, you you could cycle them, you could use them for you know the. Ramanap Ruins effects. Um, and then along those lines, too, Ramanap Excavator from Hour of Devastation is Crucible of Worlds on a body. Um, it's obviously a very good card to have. And unfortunately, like, we, we do have Crucible of Worlds, so it's not gone entirely, but the redundancy you'd ever, is... yeah. Do you think you'd ever say that you had Crucible of Worlds? No. No, really, <laughs> though. I, I built... Um, just side tangent, but I think it's funny. I built a Tetsamok EDH deck back when Rivals of Ixalan came out because I told myself if I got a promo of any of the Elder Dinosaurs, I would build that EDH deck. And of course, I got the worst one for EDH. Um, but I built it. And when I was building it, one of the big things I was like, well, you know, I can use Command Beacon to put it directly into my hand. And I was like, well, if I'm going to do that, I might as well, like, you know, I should splurge and get a Crucible Worlds. And that's, and then I looked at it, it as like, that's $60. That's a $60 card. And I cannot, I'm not buying that for this. Um, and here we are just, you know, half a year later. And it's like, oh, I have two copies already. So what a world anyway um yeah and i think also there are some other like the deserts are just really good cards like the cycling desert specifically and i yeah think everybody was playing those deserts in their decks like every list i would see would have those deserts yeah the ones well not not the ability ones the cycling ones right because i think the cycling ones are just so good yeah like you draw that cycling card late game you just oh you get a new card yeah and then in the early game you can play it if you need to so i think we are losing that nice um versatility in those types of lands but yeah and along those lines too we're losing the bicycle lands um that i mean 
there aren't really good like fetching abilities in standard right now, so I don't know if it's too relevant, but it is still a nice like two mana cycling. Um there so. there was relevance in the check lands though. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, yeah. So um then so that's obviously that's our devastation, some a little bit of Amonkhet too, but mostly our devastation. Um another big one here is anything that likes the Amonkhet gods. I mostly put this down for things like my Arvad deck, which is a big fan of Oketra and Bantu. Um, but also, like, Kefnet became a huge staple for most of our blue decks in our playgroup. So. Yeah, Kefnet was just great card draw, but also very good, like, defensive creature. Even offense. He's just, he's indestructible. Yeah, they're, exactly. Yeah, they're all And so we're also losing Ronus, who is just great for green. Mm-hmm. And then we're losing Hazareth. Uh, yeah. yeah. And I didn't see her that much in the... But it, it is... We will be losing, like, Hazareth would be good in, like, those Minotaur or those, like, black-red mm-hmm. or just red aggro strategies. So I'm one. I'm really interested to see how Standard shapes up post-rotation to see if that red deck wins type strategy is still something you can do in standard and brawl. Yeah. And that's like we were saying, Kari Zev has become a big thing in one V one brawl, or at least she was for a couple months there. And it's mostly just because red aggro decks are very good. Um, in a, in a, like, you know, standard limited format, it's very good to have the ability to just run rampant in the first couple of turns. Um, but yeah, so what, uh, do you want to mention this last one we have on our list here? So I wrote Scarab Guard, rest in peace. But really, we're losing some pretty cool abilities in Embalm and Internalize. Mm-hmm. We're losing some great graveyard interaction with cards like Hour of Eternity and Temp- or God Pharaoh's Gift and just things that really let you treat your graveyard like another part of your hand. We still have Maldrotha, yeah. but we're losing this cool like zombie graveyard synergy from... Scarab God, which kind of makes me sad because we got some cool zombie stuff in M19 that I never really got the chance to play with. I am excited for Scarab God to maybe start going down in price, please. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> I want it. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think that card is so good that like it's still going to be expensive. But yeah, I think I think you're on something there. The um, it's unfortunate because the M19 kind of like zombies theme um, had a lot of most of its support honestly was coming from Amonkhet and Hour of Devastation because we had a big zombies thing there. Um, but hopefully with Ravnica, you know, we have the Golgari, we have the Orzhov. Hopefully we have some more zombie type stuff that comes along. But um, I was going to say along this line too, there are some aftermath cards that I think will be kind of leaving a big hole in the in the format uh commit to memory oh, is a huge specific, one yes yeah commit to memory we have that the the effect on commit to memory was the kind of like longevity it adds to your deck in that you can start redrawing or start redrawing cards that you have and you put in your graveyard earlier we have that similar effect on amending of dominaria mm-hmm. that's true but yeah Blue, mono blue decks or decks blue decks that don't have green will not have that sort of effect at that we know of right now yeah. which is which was very important for i think that type of blue draw a lot of cards deck yeah um i also think uh dust to dawn is a very good card good board wipe um our even along those lines our revelation is a really good board wipe we're losing that one um hour of 
uh, Glory is a good removal spell, but we still have Raska's Contempt. It's just, you know, like a $15 card, so that's kind of terrible. But um, I think it's going to go up in price, too. Yeah. Once it's the removal in standard gets a little um, less abundant. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's I guess that's another thing to bring up, too, is that um, one, There's... Yeah, one of the perks is that, you know, we're... We were keeping things fresh with new decks, but one of the downsides is that, like, and people who play standard know this, it's kind of expensive in the sense that, like, you have to buy new cards in order to build new decks, Um, which, to be fair, for a lot of Brawl is, at least in my opinion, it feels incidental because I was going to buy cards anyway. Like, I do pre-release, I go to drafts, um, and, and yeah, you only have to buy one of them for Brawl. Yeah. And if you're lucky enough, you might get that in, like, a draft Friday Night Magic event or, like, pre-release. Or you could, like, trade it, like, trade with someone else to get mm-hmm. it. You know, it, it's yeah. it's not fun trying to get a play set of a card, but when you only need one of it to put into your deck, and, like, you can start seeing it, like, do work in your deck, that's always nice. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, there's obviously, you know, we, we could go through each individual brawler that's we're losing, and, like, it would be very sad because some of them are very good, but... Let's let's talk about how we can cope with rotation as a format. So, in a sort of tongue-in-cheek way, I'm said, accept your inevitable fate. <laughs> <laughs> and anyways, if rotation worries um, a person this much, it's, Brawl is probably not a format they're playing anyways. I think all of us who are still playing Brawl these days are probably of the mindset that yay rotation like new decks new strategies new everything so kind of just have to accept that rotation is a part of brawl and kind of prepare for it because of that yeah i think part of the problem obviously is that like we when we've talked about it before but obviously wizards pushed brawl because it was kind of a way to combine edh and standard and kind of you know like bridge some of that like some of those player bases and give people an opportunity to you know transition from one to the other and i think really looking back now i think it's a lot more easy to say that it's for newer players that are getting introduced to the game through like a standard format you know like limited pre-release draft type of stuff um and kind of give them a vehicle to like move towards edh um, I don't know if we've seen as much the other direction because that's that's the thing is a lot of the EDH players seem to be the ones that are the most resistant to the idea of rotation um, because they're used to not oh, having to do that. They're used to just having those are decks also forever. The players, yeah. yeah, those are also the players that probably play infinite turn combos. Or, <laughs> I mean, I'm not knocking those players. I used to be one of them, but then we had this very heartfelt discussion in our play group they were just like let's have more fun games of magic that don't end on like turn six and then we were just like okay yeah let's do that yeah and now we're all of the mindset we're going to build these decks that don't have these in- instant ways to win like we still run our crater hoof behemoths and stuff but we're also build our decks to be more interactive and fun to play against each other yeah and i mean to be fair in what we've seen with brawl it's a lot of that there's yep. a lot more interactivity a lot more battleship cruiser kind of uh kind of gameplay which you know is not for everyone but it is i i really enjoy getting to play longer games where you know we all build big board states and try to figure out how to ram against each other um but it almost feels more like chess in that instance where like every move you make is either progressing you or um like detracting from your game plan whereas in 
commander sometimes you're just trying to draw into that one card you need to go infinite right which i i mean we shouldn't paint with too broad of strokes because i know that there are very complicated combo decks in in commander (laughs) that require a lot of like i like thought and like yeah planning but oh yeah yeah like i said i'm not knocking that strategy if that's what you want to play play it but but yes that's not really a thing you can do in brawl and i think it's it's a good format for that because it adds it adds a lot more variety to the stuff people play. Yeah, which I I love more variety. I think it's great. Um, so that's why is rotation good? It's because it keeps the format fresh and healthy, and you know, kind of like we saw with, um, or I guess Baral kind of, um, <laughs> which is like this rotation is a way for wizards to help prevent decks from becoming too oppressive over the long term. Um, and- yeah. You know Wizards, like we've seen it in Standard, Wizards is more likely to ban the like uncommons and stuff. Like when they were banning Sahili Ray or the cat combo, mm-hmm. they banned the cat instead of the planeswalker. Yeah. And like instead of banning Hazaret from red deck wins, they banned this land and that dinosaur. So we're also like rotation is a way to get rid of those powerhouse cards that um watsi might not be as keen on removing because they kind of sell their product which i'm not faulting them for i'm just saying that's a thing that tends to happen (laughs) yeah no that's and i mean luckily we've already talked about this but our ban list in brawl is decoupled from standard now but that is one of the like weird side effects is that you could still run like and even true and standard in it you can still run all these like great awesome rares but it's like the uncommons and commons that are problematic (laughs) and so um yeah, but so that's nice is, you know, with Brawl, luckily we don't, I, I think Wizards in their talking of the ban list and things like that, especially when it came to Brawl, have said that they're not as worried about certain cards in Brawl. Like we've said, they've unbanned a, pretty much a huge chunk of the ban yeah. list from Standard, um, mostly because, you know, multiplayer and yeah. yeah, I personally don't think we're going to see that many bans in Brawl. Like, I was just talking about the cat. That's le- That combo is legal in Brawl, but the only deck that can currently play it is uh, what's Joda's face. Yeah, yeah. Joda. <laughs> right. So, yeah. well, and yeah, so essentially, you know, and it's singleton. It's harder to do. We don't have a lot of tutors in Brawl because standard is very limited on that. And I don't know. In general, it just, it's good. It helps us from essentially from needing something like the commander rules committee to maintain a ban list over time to get rid of the cards that are like Leopold and they're just format warping. And the only way to get rid of Rude. it is to, yeah, is to ban it. So, um, so let's yeah. next. Yeah. Go for it. Next. We have, um, something we've talked about on previous episodes, but you can always build your decks to be rotation proof in that if you're building it, um, in a certain like a certain time period and you don't want it to rotate come next rotation you only include cards that um won't rotate with it so that's going to be hard to do with the ravnica stuff right off the bat like you're not going to build decks just using guilds of ravnica cards but like if you were to build the deck right now you'd only use cards past um hour of devastation yeah that sort of idea well and i mean if when we're coming back to this next fall we'll have three Ravnica sets in order to kind of, like, build out, you know, with the hope. I mean, 
we have no idea. We only know that there's five guilds in this first one and five guilds in the next one. We have no idea what the third one looks like or, you know, how much support there will be for other guilds inside each of these first two. But hopefully there will be enough there that you can actually build a pretty sick, you know, Golgari deck or a pretty sick Orzhov deck or whatever you want to build um, in addition to the third Ravnica set and the next core set. Because they have shown with this past core set they're willing to reprint some old stuff that, you know, doesn't break standard by any means, but is very good in singleton formats. Um, and also that they're willing to print new stuff that is weird and might do some stuff that they're not usually used to doing. So, um, but uh, yeah, so uh, the next thing also, if you already have decks that are going out with this rotation, play them. You have a month, play them a lot, you know, like, and Obviously, other people have talked about this, and I don't know how I feel about this, honestly, on a personal level, but obviously it's a personal thing. Um, if your playgroup is okay with it, you know, you can keep playing with those old decks if you're like if you've worked it out with your playgroup. Obviously, if stores are gonna have like, you know, uh knights for it or whatever, then you'll need to build new decks. But I'm saying for this month of September, put a lot of time into the decks that you really like that are going out. Because this is technically like, the last time you had to play them. So. And during that transition time between, like, end of September towards, like, the end of the year, I'm sure casual playgroups were like, yeah, as you're transitioning that deck into the new standard, feel free to yeah. keep playing it. But I also don't want to, like, we talk about Brawl on this podcast, so we're not going to be, like, mentioning ideas for, like, these eternal Brawl no. type ideas. Honestly, formats. yeah, and part of, like... Like, the Command Zone talked about that, and other people talked about that, but part of it is just it's too much, and it's, like, too hard for us to focus if we do that, and I honestly really am excited about the idea that even though I won't be able to play, you know, uh, you know, I won't be able to play my Simut deck anymore, or, you know, we won't be able to play a Depala deck anymore, we still, you know, we'll have new stuff to fill in the void, which, you know, kind of walks into this new thing, which is... um or this next thing, adapt your decks into new decks. Um, just because you've lost your brawler or just because you've lost, you know, one artifact cost reducer doesn't mean that there aren't more things like Joyra's Familiar or Rona to fill in your Tezzeret Void or whatever, you know, whatever your situation is. Um, and even like Joyra, like, you know, if you're losing some artifacts, well, she doesn't necessarily specifically care about artifacts. You can also throw in some sagas. There's some. There are some good sagas from Dominaria that you can throw in. They're probably not running right now because you're running an eggs, you know, type situation. Maybe your deck will just transition a little bit. Maybe you'll be playing a new style of deck, and you weren't even you weren't even intending. But it'll be probably still pretty fun. So, yeah. And then the last thing we had was kind of just embrace the format and let your old decks die peacefully. Yeah. And if you like, if you really love the idea that they were built around, if you really love the cards you were playing in them, turn them into full blown EDH decks. Like I consider EDH like the grandfather of this format. So yeah, like it e- easily transitions into a like I we talked about on a previous episode my um, brawl slash EDH deck. Yeah, it's just such a natural transition to make. You can actually just do it right off the bat. Yeah, and honestly, in some cases, it's even better to like. Like, you know, you can use your Brawl deck as a jumping off point, but, like, you can definitely, like, there are some strategies that are very enhanced by older sets. Like, you know, throwing some good cards and, yeah. But um, even if you, like, even if it's just a couple cards you really like or, you know, whatever, you can scrap your decks for pieces. Like, I'm sure that your decks that you've built aren't just using Kaladesh and 
Amon Cat cards. If they are, then sorry, but this is like you knew this was coming. <laughs> like, um, but even so, like I'm sure there's a couple cards in there that you can still use in future decks um, because not everything is getting rotated out of standard. It's just those four sets, um, and so uh, you know, scrap for pieces, and then you know, get those sleeves ready for a brand new Guilds of Ravnica legendary creature Planeswalker because we're gonna get them. So. And you're going to get excited, because that's what magic is all about. <laughs> Excitement. You know what I'm not excited for, though? What? Discovering the next buy a box promo. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is that is interesting, because they had that news today. I guess, well, this is... What was the news? Well, the news about the um, game night set, and then also the, oh, yeah. the like gift box that has five cards that are standard legal, but not available in packs. It's just like... Oh, yeah. But let's see why. Yeah. Which, to be fair, we'll probably, I mean, we've already kind of covered most of what we wanted to talk about today. Um, But in the future, we might talk about those because, honestly, there are some cards in there that might be really good for Brawl. Like, like the green one and the white one and oh, the blue yeah. one. Um, well, so. there's cards from the Welcome decks that were good for Brawl that weren't released in yeah. That's a good the point. core set. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. So, um, essentially, you know what? Like... If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably okay with the idea of rotation already anyway. And like we but, love you for it. Yeah. <laughs> Which and if you're not, like that's totally cool too. Um we I mean the main thing I would hope and I think Chris too would agree with this is that like give it a try. Just, you know, make sure like you have your lists for your old brawl decks online, like you can take them apart, build something new. If it's not for you, then you find out it's not for you. But I think, honestly, it's going to be really exciting because it means that we don't have to worry about, you know, these, like, you know, old powerhouses like Mizzix or, you know, whatever, just always dominating the format because they're just always there. So. Yep. And I think that's going to do it for us this week. I think we touched on everything we wanted to about rotation. If you have any um insights of your own feel free to message us on twitter or send us an email and sam what are those yeah so they can send us stuff to twitter is at alloutbrawlmtg um and email is alloutbrawlmtg at gmail.com um and yeah you just reach out to us there um and we'll we're happy to you know hear what you gotta say we love your feedback we love everything you know that's what we're here for also yeah yes um i I'm pretty responsive on Twitter, so if you wanna if you wanna chat, feel free. I would also like to thank Awkward Bun for our cover art and Volmerson for our Twitch uh header art. Twitter. Sorry, yeah, Twitter header art. Yeah. <laughs> um and then also thanks to Ant Neely. Um he is an artist who made the song that we use for intro outro, which is Might as Well Whistle. We found it on the Free Music Archive. Um and of course, if you want to get more stuff from us um you can watch chris stream on twitch he's at twitch.com slash r-e-t-t-o-t-o that's retoto um and he likes to stream switch games you know sometimes he does arena or online whatever mostly switch but it's a thing you know anyway and you want more of sam and his wonderful sister talking about how much they hate the television show glee it, they do a podcast called Sam and Maggie Hate Glee, which is pretty fun to listen to. And 
pretty eye-opening so oh thanks but yeah you're welcome. so that's uh that's us and so until next week um i've been sam and i have been chris and this has been all out brawl all out brawl